You're listening to Success Stalkers Radio, episode 81, with a global entrepreneur and inventor of Lacerre Cognac, Norvell Lacerre. This is Havila Malone bringing you proof of what's possible with Iona Garrett on Success Stalkers Radio. to the Success Stalker Show with Iona Carey. People all over the globe are rewriting the rules to success. They are making money and changing the world. Join Iona as he interviews today's top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and entertainers that will leave you inspired to take action and achieve success on purpose. So if you're ready, here's your host of the Success Stalker Show, Iona Carey. Hey, hey, you guys, welcome back to another episode of a Success Stalker Show. I am your host, Iona Garrett, and I am super, super excited to introduce my featured guest today. It's the incredible, the awesome Norvell Lacerre. So welcome to the show, Norvell. Hey, hey, how you doing? I am outstanding. How are you today? I'm doing great. That's an awesome introduction. You don't, you don't get an introduction like that every morning. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just excited. I'm excited to have you here. You know, Norvell, we have a model here at Success Stalkers Radio, and that model is until you become successful, stalk those who already are. So can we stalk you today? Yes, absolutely. I mean, you know, I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's the good kind of stalking. <laughs> yeah. Well, global entrepreneur and Louisiana native Norvell Lacerre is changing it up in the world of cognac. He has created and launched a very smooth tasting young cognac blended with spices and secrets. From its uniquely designed bottle to its exquisitely exclusive taste, Lacerre Liqueur Cognac will be around for centuries to come. Norvell also owns several other businesses in the Metro New Orleans area, and he holds financial licenses with Primerica Financial Services, where he is helping families and individuals change their financial future. He is passionate and committed to helping those people achieve incredible amounts of success and reach their goals. One of his mantras is, I am that I am. So, Norvell, take a minute, fill in some of the gaps to that intro. Give us a little more insight about you personally, because we want to get to know you. You know, I'm a I'm a guy that that believes that uh, you know, we all that greatness created us to be great. You know, and and that we all have, we all were born with potential and purpose. And once once you discover that purpose or your purpose in life, you know. That's what drives us. That that's what drives us. Uh, you know, me. I'm 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 a I'm a I come from an average family. Uh, you know, uh, when I was real real young, I went through a lot of different things. You know, and, and it was all a learning experience. I I, I embraced the bad with the good. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, as a, as a young kid, you know, you know, we didn't have much. You know, with my mom and my dad, it's kind of split up. It uh it put me in a situation where I had to I had to do whatever I had to do to try to you know feed my mom and my little sister at the time. Right. My mom was going through some mental mental challenges, mm-hmm. and uh you know that was it was a pretty tough time for me as a kid growing up. Uh, you know I ended up in the streets, 
you know, and then eventually I winded up, uh, I ended up uh, having to do some time, uh, 11 years to be exact. Okay. You know, so, you know, in, being incarcerated, you know, I, I, I educated myself and, and, I, and I was able to get closer to God. I love that. Not 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 in the sense of of, of religion, mm-hmm. but just a relationship, the sense of building a relationship with the Creator. And I, you know, I mean, I remember many nights that I sat in the cell, just crying and crying and asking God to just show me, uh, give me the answers to some of the things that troubled my spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, about the Bible and about everything. You know, what I'm saying and you know, and He answered my He answered my prayers. You know, he started, he started, you know, revealing things to me that I never, that I never knew, mm-hmm. you know, and I never thought I would ever know. And it, and it, it, it is true. Asking you shall receive, you know, so I educated myself on the inside. You know, I, I took advantage of every opportunity to better myself for, you know, for when I returned to society. Uh, I mean, I had a lot of time, you know, so my release date was 2019. I've been home over about 10 years. Uh, I was able to uh, successfully overturn my sentence. Thank God. And and I was given the opportunity to come out here and do some great things. And you have definitely done that. You know, it started it started just just being a inspiration to my kids. You know, I mean, it was a challenge in the beginning. You know, you know how kids are. You know, they they want to do that do what they do right of course <laughs> but they don't do what we they don't do what we say but they do what we do exactly. so i had so i had to be that example for them first and and uh and then it 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 just got to the point where everything in my i i, I realize now that everything in my life is a learning experience i mean everything was preparing me for this for this this day right for today and 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 being in business, I, mean, I was being prepared for this. You know, you you might take a job and you might not understand why you're not making as much money as you want to make at that job, but 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 you you really being prepared. That job is preparing you for something else. You know what I'm saying? So you know you go you go you go into those things with the mindset that I'm only here for a moment. You know I'm 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 here to learn something and. And once I learn it, then I gotta move on to the next the next lesson. You know, so so that's 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 how I've been living my life for a long time. You know, and now I'm starting to see a lot of success and I'm starting to see some light at the end of the tunnel and and it's and it's uh it's exciting <laughs> and at the same time it's 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 pretty challenging and, and it's pretty scary because it's a lot you know, it's it's a lot of it, it it's a lot of work that has to be done and you don't want to make a mistake at this point. You know, you don't want to drop the ball at this level. Right. And and the thing about it, it takes a lot of mental toughness to do to do what you're doing. But yeah, we're, but we're going to dive even deeper into your success journey because you have such an incredible and a fascinating story, Norvell. And I just I'm so excited that we have you here today. But first, let me ask you a question. Do you have, say, a success quote, a quote that really just inspires you? Can you give us an example of, of that? quote also and how it's impacted your life oh absolutely uh you have to build the business owner before you build the business i like that i mean because all successful people 
all successful people on all levels. And success doesn't mean that you have a certain amount of money. Success just means that you accomplish the goal that you set. You know, all successful people know that you have to work on yourself before you work on your on your business. You know, if you want to be successful, you got to be you got to be successful at mastering you first. That's true. I can't tell you exactly where I heard that quote from, but But that's uh, a good one. I love that. But but it stuck with me for a long time. Mm -hmm. I love that. Well, Norville, you know, here at the Success Stalker Show, our goal is to bring on amazing guests, you know, like yourself. And the reason we do that is because obviously you have had successes and you're still having success. But we know the road to success. It's not always a smooth one. You know that. So, Norvell, can you take us to a time on your journey, on your road that, you know, you experienced a, a specific failure? And can you tell us about that specific day or that time that it happened or give us a little bit of detail of and how you overcame that situation? Oh, <laughs> specific time. <laughs> I got a plenty thousand. of those, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't we, even, we have time. I don't even one. know. I don't even know which one to talk about. Oh, <laughs> uh, I we guess have the, so many. I know. <laughs> are you talking specifically about business? Or are you talking about in life? In life, period, or business, either or, whatever you choose to share with us. Okay one one of my greatest accomplishments was was when I actually uh overturned my sentence. I had a twenty year flat sentence and I was served I was serving. Uh like I said my, my release date was two twenty nineteen and you know, make a long story short, nutshell, I was educated by a guy named Douglas Jones, God rest of the dead he's gone, but uh, uh he was a awesome paralegal that educated me about how to how to litigate and how to how to utilize the law to to my benefit you know and um i was able to overturn my my sentence as a result of that but it was a challenge it was a big challenge i mean i remember filing filing motions into the court and the judge just denying me sending my motion back uh then she granted one motion and i went back and she resentenced me but resentenced me to the same thing so i had to go back you know i mean it was just so it was just so much it was a big challenge then uh, she granted another motion, and uh, I went back, and she sentenced me to the same thing again. I went went back, and this went on for like three, four years, you know, uh, me just filing motions into this lady court, courtroom and having her to, you know, not really dig deep into the motion to see what was really going on, uh, but just but just you know uh, looking at the surface of it, you know, you know, I had to learn how to how to become articulate to really articulate what I wanted to say because I knew I was I knew I was I was being wronged at the time and and I wanted her to correct that wrong. So I filed about seven motions uh before she actually uh granted it. Okay. And I came back and and she looked at all my accomplishments, everything that I did when I was on the inside and she said she she asked me a question. She said, "Well, you know, I'm looking at your accomplishments. I'm looking at that you've taken advantage of everything, you know, that you can to better yourself. And I see you have some real positive goals of uh, coming home and getting involved with law and and being there for your children and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. she said, unfortunately, there's nothing, uh, no law that would allow this court to reduce your sentence down." To something more reasonable she said but if the court had 
the authority to do this, the court would consider that. So when she said that, a light bulb popped in my head, and mm. and I remember, uh, I remember the statue that uh, my good friend Douglas Jones had gave me like years ago. He gave me, he gave me that. He told me to look at it. When I looked at it, I didn't believe. I, that it was that simple you know i looked at it and i said man it can't be this simple man <laughs> and he kept telling me take care of yourself man just take care of yourself mm-hmm. i said man it can't be that simple and he just kept saying the same thing over and over take care of yourself so when the judge asked she said that if there was any if there was any law or statute that would allow the court to reduce your time the court would consider that mm-hmm. i presented that statute to her oh wow and uh, she she went into the to the law she, to the code of criminal procedures and she saw it and she said, "Let me read this again," because she, she couldn't even believe what she was reading. You know what I'm saying? And and it was an issue of first impression. Mm-hmm. And uh, she followed the law and resentenced me, and uh, I was I was released immediately. Wow, Norville, that you know? is so powerful. I mean, she denied me seven times every time she, and this year i had to go all the way to her court just just for her to say no wow. <laughs> and i i just never gave up you just I never gave up, up. Oh, your story is so powerful that's that's just amazing wow truly god was on your side he truly truly was well norville let's go forward because if you can if you can tell me about a day that say everything was you just told me everything just you know changed from that point when she, you got it you know released but as far as success is concerned, what was your aha moment, you know, that changed your life? You know, was it when you started your businesses or, you know, what aha moment happened in your life? Tell us how you, you know, you took those steps from that aha moment and turned it into success for yourself. When did the light bulb go off? Oh, it went it went off a long time ago, way before I, I got into this business. Okay. But, uh, I mean, I guess the aha moment would have been, you know, Coming home and having the knowledge of law, you know, I worked in as a as a legal counsel for so many years. You know, when I got home, I I I said I might as well go ahead and pursue pursue a career in this because <laughs> I'm, I'm so good at it. Right, right. All right. I mean, it wasn't no, I wasn't really making a whole bunch of money, but I was learning a wealth of knowledge. Mm-hmm. So my aha moment was well, coming home as and being a welder and then applying for a paralegal position at a law firm. Yeah, that's a big leap. <laughs> and and being hired as a paralegal. Wow. Even though even though I put all every, all my whole story on the table. Mm-hmm. This this you know, this this lady, uh Jerry Bruce Baloney, was she was uh, the head attorney at the Baloney Law Firm. It was a, a law firm of all females, all black females, African American females, mm-hmm. beautiful females, and and I was and I was the only paralegal uh, there at the time. And uh, I've never worked into a law firm before. I mean, I've, I was very versed on criminal law. I wasn't versed on a lot of the other areas, mm-hmm. uh, but this lady educated me about so many different areas of law, uh, <laughs> and she saw the potential in me and pushed me and she challenged me mm-hmm. and she and she even told me to go to uh Tulane University to further my education mm-hmm. that was the aha moment when I saw that you know I had the potential to do some great things and she believed in you absolutely I love it 
That's awesome. That is so awesome. Well, because I know that you are a success stalker too, Norvell, tell us what new projects are you working on or what has you really excited right now currently about your business? I guess that, you know, I'm, I'm making money now. <laughs> <laughs> that always helps, right? <laughs> I mean, because, you know, you know, I mean, you, you, you try things and, and, you know, things might not work out, but, and, uh, I mean, you can make money doing any, pretty much anything, right. you know, uh, I mean, you can sell t-shirts, but <laughs> I mean, the, the type of money that you're going to make selling t-shirts might not be a lot of money. Uh, might be a lot of money. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Depends on what your goals and dreams are. I mean. Right. And let's talk about that for a quick minute, if you don't mind, Norville. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but tell us how, how it all came into fruition for you with La Serre Liqueur. How did you start that? And where did the idea come from? I remember, you know, seeing your first, when you first started, you know, going, flying over to France and, and everything. Tell us about that, you know, how you actually started your latest project. Okay, well, I, I, I first thing I did was I took a uh, international trade course at the World Trade Center in New Orleans, and uh, that 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 really piqued my interest, uh, especially because the the Small Business Administration they have designed a specific uh, loan called the Seventy Loan Guarantee Program, uh, okay. uh, Seventy Guarantee Loan Program to for, uh, for for exporters. So so the 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 hmm. the you know the president and and uh, the, the, the the federal government, the Department of Commerce, you know, you got so many different people that are here to, to assist us and help us, and, you know, because they're trying to grow the economy. And uh, right. I saw that as an opportunity where they were saying, well, man, look, we'll just give you a $5,000 grant to go on one of these trade missions and just learn about exporting. I said, well, so you're going to just give me $5,000 to go take a trip that I always wanted to go take. <laughs> just, wow. just, just to learn about exporting. I said, "Well, all right, I'll go." And I, so I went to the, I took the international trade course, and we had a meeting set up, and it was some, it was a winery from France that was here. It was looking for an importer to import their wine. I couldn't remember the name of it. I know it was from uh, Rhone Alps, and uh, I guess it was protocol at, at the World Trade Center. They don't give out information about that, mm -hmm. about about mm -hmm. the 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 manufacturers or something. I mean, I guess you had to pay for that information or whatever. But at the time, I didn't have the money to pay for it, you know. So I started Googling Rome apps and Googling wine. And in the process of me doing that, I ran across this wine called Domaine Lasserre. And I saw my last name. I said, hold up. <laughs> I said, well, who make this? I said, I ain't never saw this in the U.S. before. You know, so, so right. it really, really, really piqued my interest when I saw the wine with my last name on it. Yeah, of course. You know, so I did everything I could to try to get in contact with the with the winery that was making this wine. Uh, I was successful at doing that, and we was in the process of uh, uh, doing all the paperwork with TTB and ATC and everybody that had to do the paperwork for, in order for me to import this wine into the U.S., Right, with your last name on. <laughs> yeah, so it started out like that, and then I was I got got pretty cool with one of the guys uh, at the winery, and I was actually you know because they get the grapes off uh, uh, Jean Charles Marie Lasserre's uh, vineyards, so I was I was trying to find out that there was a connection between him and my grandfather. My fifth generation great grandfather is Blaise Lasserre. He was he was born and died in France. 
his sons moved to the U.S. and you know, make a long story short, this is where the Lissets come from. The first, wow. the first African American Lisset that was born was Philly Shawn. Wow. That was my third generation great grandfather. But uh, in the process of me trying to import the wine, I saw that they had a trade mission going to South France, uh, going to Lyon, France, uh, called Futuralia. So I took advantage of that trade mission only to go down there to do the research about my 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 ancestors mm-hmm. and my and my family. You know, so I was trying to locate some of my family members in France. That was my plan. Mm-hmm. But but God had another plan for me. Little did I <laughs> little did I didn't know, you know. You know, and I was kind of afraid to go down there because I didn't speak French and uh I didn't know anything. I'd never been out the country before at that time. Mm-hmm. So I was I was pretty frightened, but but I, I remember something that I read that says feel the fear and do it anyway. That's right. So I went down I went down there and when I got there, I saw how big the trade mission was. I couldn't believe it. You know, it was thirty nine countries that attended. They had over five hundred businesses from all over the world that was there to network and do business to business transactions with each other. And uh I'm looking at all these Africans and these sheiks and, and these uh you know people from all these different countries and I'm seeing all I mean, these wealthy people, a lot of wealthy people was in that building. I, I, it was so big. I thought Obama was about to come walk out the bank. I'm telling you. <laughs> wow. What an experience. Yeah. So, so I'm looking around and I, it just hit me. I was the only African American that was, that was, that attended that event. Mm, interesting. Now they had other black, people there yeah. there was africans there there was people from india but not from america from, no from the u.s because we was the delegation that came from the u.s okay i see i see and there was only me hmm. no other african-american attended that so when i got there i said i can't leave this because my, my 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 plan was to just go to the trade mission then kind of sneak away and go to south france and do my research on my family right but when I got to the trade mission, I said, I could I can't leave this, you know, so so I, I see something going to come out of this. I don't know what it is, but something going to come out of this, some type of opportunity. And I and I felt like I was representing all the African-Americans in, in, uh, in the U.S. Powerful. You know, so uh, I sat down with 16 different businesses. Uh, some awesome, awesome opportunities came my way. I just wasn't uh, prepared to take advantage of every opportunity that came. I wish I could have, but just it just wasn't wasn't yeah that time right yeah my now business partner sat down with me and uh, he told me he could make me a cognac i said let's do it wow so you met someone there he was he sat at the table with you and said that he could he could create and make and produce a cognac for you yep because i always i always had an idea about a drink that you do not have to mix you know because most people that drink cognac you know in in the u.s they blend it with something. They they mix it with either Red Bull or they mix mix it with some Coca Cola or they mix it with some kind of juice or or, or cranberry or whatever, mm-hmm. and to make it more smoother. Okay. Because you know you know some of the cognacs are hard to drink. I I love cognac. Mm-hmm. It, I love it, but you know if you pour me a glass of Hennessy, I mean I I probably hold that glass for about an hour <laughs> before. Before I finish right, it because right. it's so it's so hard to drink, but I'm gonna drink it. Mm-hmm. It's just gonna take me a take long a while, time. Yeah. Right. So I had the idea, what if there was a drink that you don't have to blend? Because I used to blend mine. I, well, I blended mine with uh Red Bull, uh, like a sugar free Red Bull, mm-hmm. and I would 
uh, sometimes I would order this drink at different places, and either they put in, you know, they, they 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 never mixed it right. They either put too much of this and not enough of that, or too much of that, not enough not enough of this. Right, right. So so I always wind up paying for a drink that I. That, that wasn't mixed right, and I still had to drink it because I paid for it. <laughs> you know, so I, I really, you know, I say what. So that was my plan, to come up with a drink that you don't have to blend, that you don't have to mix, that you could drink it straight out the bottle, chill with ice, whatever your preference, and you don't have to worry about it not having enough of this or not having enough of that, and you get the same taste every time. So that was my plan. That was my idea. I love that. So I, so I pitched that idea to uh, my business partner, Seba Hartmans. He contacted a specialist that used to work for Remy Martin. And uh, he pitched the idea to the specialist. And they created 10 samples for me to come to France and try. Okay. The drink that we have today is the first sample that I tried. Wow. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, I didn't even make it to the, to the second sample. <laughs> that good, huh? Yeah, it was that good. Okay, so you know I'm waiting on a personalized uh, autograph bottle from you, right? Definitely, definitely. <laughs> I got to try it. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, ladies love it. Ladies love it. I'm so excited for you, Norvell. I'm truly excited for you. Oh, I'm I'm excited. I mean, I trust me, I'm I'm surprised just like everybody else because I can't take no credit for none of this stuff because because I didn't go to France looking for cognac. Right, you know, I'm, right. It, you know, cognac found me. But, I mean, you, it was, but you went looking for success. See, that's that's the thing. You didn't know exactly what was going to be on the other side, but you went knowing that there was something that was going to come out of it. Well, success is just being prepared for the opportunities. Exactly, when exactly. You know, I mean, you focus on where you want to be in life. I mean, I always know I want to be wealthy, but uh, I didn't know exactly what what I was gonna have to do to get there. Right. You know, I don't. We never know what the steps we're gonna have to take to be to get to where we want to be in life. Right. You'll never know those steps. Absolutely. So most people most people focus on the vehicles then instead of the the actual vision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so true. You know, the vision. The vision. You must come. You must be become obsessed with your vision and your goal. Mm-hmm. You know, once you become obsessed with your vision and your goal, that's it. You know, the opportunity will present itself to you. If you told me five years ago, I mean, five years ago when I made my vision board, I didn't know what I was going to be involved in cognac. Wow. I made a vision board. I cut my pitch out and I put it on the Forbes magazine. I remember that. I remember yeah, seeing that in I your know, office. Yeah. Right. And I put it on the Forbes magazine. I said, I won't be the youngest black billionaire in the U.S. I didn't know what it was going to take for me to get there, but I knew that that was my vision. That's my goal. And that's what I, that became my focus. Right. You knew it was going to happen. And it's, it's amazing right. that you brought that up because visually I see it, right? I remember walking into your office and when I saw your vision board and saw it on, you know, hanging up, I was like, I saw that. I saw you and just knowing your character and knowing the, the, tena- the tenacity that you have, the kind of passion you have for success. I knew. I said, he is going to make that happen. He is going to be on Forbes. He is going to be a billionaire. Like, I just knew that. So, yeah. Well, it's going to happen. And, oh, I know it is. I, <laughs> one thing I know about you, Norville, <laughs> when you say something, you're going to do it. I know that. And that's why I'm so excited. I just couldn't wait to have you, you know, on our show. And, you know, it's just, I, I'm telling you. The best is yet to come for you, you know, even with myself. You inspire me. I always told you that. And I still say that you inspire me so much, even with this show, you know, that I was able to create, had an idea and to start, you know, to from an idea to go from 
basically the idea went from my head to on paper to now it's actually a reality. And, and right. now we're actually an international talk show now, you know, and growing and will soon to become a TV talk show. That is my goal. So, you know, like you, not sure when or how it's going to happen, but it is going to happen. So, yes, yes, yes. You just it, it, everything is it's inevitable. You know, you just long as you never give up, it will happen. Absolutely. Well, I have one more question for you, Norvell. Okay. Let's pretend that you lost it all. Let's just say you woke up tomorrow morning to a whole new beginning and you had to start completely over. But let's say that, you know, you were fortunate enough to have all of your food taken care of and your shelters taken care of. But and you have just say one week to start up your business again. What would be the first three things you would do to relaunch your current business? If I lost everything? If you lost everything. And had and had to and you had to start all over again. But you got food and shelter. And you got a cell phone from scratch. The, the shelter is what a house or oh, that I yeah, own. That's or? your home. You own it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you know, I would I would try to try to pull some money out of that house or either get funding. And if I had to work on my credit, be proud of doing that. I would do that. You put together a plan. You know, you put together a business plan. I mean, if 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 you're not if you're not able to do that yourself. Or if you're not qualified to do it, there's uh, organizations like the Small Business Development Center that'll do it for you, help you do it for free. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's I know that there's a lot of organizations out there that are there to help us become successful. So I mean, me personally, I would do all my own work. Okay. You know, I I would just try to get my credit together, get funded, put a business to plan together, and then execute it, Ex- execute the plan, and uh, apply the law of large numbers. Try to get as many outlets as I can. Uh, and outlets can be anything. I mean, if you're selling a product or if, if you got a service, it doesn't matter. You need outlets, you know, because uh, most most of the business, especially the small businesses, uh, their income deter- is determined by local clientele. Mm-hmm. People walking into your business and doing business with you. Right. You know, so if you're not if you're not creating access to the international or national markets i mean you 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 you're putting a limitation on your business you know so so that's one thing that i wouldn't do i wouldn't walk into a local business okay unless i can franchise it and expand it i mean don't 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 take that the wrong way because every business can be major hmm. even even the mom and pops you just got to get different locations right. and be creative you know you get, you get multiple locations i mean even uh, some of the guys who cutting the hair starting to figure it out. Now. I mean, you get a shop with with ten chairs in there, you can rent all the chairs out and go get another shop mm-hmm. with ten chairs, and you can rent all them out and go get another shop. And you know, so you the law of the law of large numbers applies to everything. And because I know how the law of large numbers work and how the law of attraction work, I would stay positive. I would start working on the things that I need to work on to get funding. And once I get funding, I would execute my plan. Well. The plan will start first. Love it. Love it. Perfect. That's perfect. I'm so glad you answered that way because, you know, the reason why I ask this question to our guest Norvell is, you know, when people are getting stuff, we have our listeners that are listening that, you know, some are already, say, in existing businesses. Some may be entrepreneurs just getting started. And so my goal is to help them to know what things they should be working on, you know, when they're starting their business. So that's why, you know, I really love this question. So thank you for answering it that way. It's perfect. 
Thank you. Welcome. Welcome. Well, Norville, you know, hearing your journey today has truly, truly been inspiring. But before we end, I would like for you to just to give our, our listeners a parting piece of guidance and advice and then share the best way they can find you and then we'll say goodbye. Okay. Well, in business, you have to be in sales. I mean, whether you're selling a product or you, whether you're selling a service, you got to be in sales. You want to become wealthy, you got to be in sales. I mean, you know, I, I've met I met some people that say, well, I don't like sales. I don't like this right here. I mean, well, you're saying that you want to work for somebody else then. All right. But I guarantee you, whatever business you're working for, they're in sales. You know, so you want to become successful. You want to become wealthy. You got to, you got to get out of your comfort zone and get into sales. Right. What is what is this what is a product or a service? If it's a product, you know, uh whether it's your product or if it's somebody else's product, I mean you can still make money off it, even if it's not yours. All right. And you and you would try to get some exclusive uh exclusive is try to get an exclusive contract to sell it if you can, if it's not yours, and if it's yours, try to make sure you got all your patents and all that stuff there, uh your copyrights and and make sure you own it. Before you put it out there, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, somebody else can snatch it, snatch it away from you. You work so hard and you, you was the one that came up with the idea, you know. So I would say to everybody, uh, you know, make a decision to become successful. Then uh, create your goal and create your vision and focus on that vision and focus on that goal. Become obsessed with your goal and your vision. The opportunities is going to come to you. Don't focus on the vehicle. Don't focus on what I got to do to get to the next level. You know what I'm saying? And if you're already currently doing something, don't be afraid to get out of your own way because sometimes you might choose a vehicle and that might not be the right vehicle to get you where you want to be in life. You know, so that's the best best advice I could leave anybody. Trust me. And that is amazing advice. Perfect. Thank you so much, Norvell. And what's the best way that our listeners can find you? I mean, you can find me on on Facebook. You know, I use my my first name and my last name, uh, Norvell, N-O-R-V-E-L, underscore LaSalle. Uh, L-A-S-S-E-R-E, even though uh, my name is, is really two R's, but on Facebook is one R. Um, okay. Uh, also, I mean, I mean, uh, you can go to LaSalle underscore liqueur, the French word for, for, for liquor, uh, dot com, you know, and uh, okay. you can learn a little bit more about the products and services that we have available. Absolutely. Well, I know our listeners have gotten some great takeaways from you, Norvell, today. I know I have. And and I'll make sure that we put all those links that you mentioned, you know, on our website as well. And we'll also have uh, this interview, all the links to the to this interview at successstalkersradio.com slash Norvell LaSare. So it'll all be there in our show notes. OK, so we appreciate you today for just being so generous with your time today, Norvell, and being transparent with your journey. So we say thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Oh, you're so welcome. And for everyone out there listening, thanks for tuning in because we are inspiring radio for aspiring entrepreneurs. I am your host, Iona Garrett. And until our next episode, remember to keep stalking success. Well, that'll do it for another episode of Success Stalkers Radio. If you'd like to hear more from these inspiring entrepreneurs and entertainers, be sure to subscribe to the Success Stalkers Radio podcast on iTunes. And if you found value in this episode, give us a review, hopefully five stars. You may also visit us at successstalkers.com. Leave us a comment. We love to hear from you.